Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Hello, hello, Heal Squad. Glad to be back with you today. I'm finally back from my trip to Greece, and I have so much to share with you as we have a little chat today. We'll start with a quote of the day. Seek God daily, but seek him in your heart, not outside of it. That is from St. Nectarios. I went to Aegina, St. Nectarios's uh, island. He was the patron saint of while I was in Greece. He also has another quote that I really love, and it was, don't let anything deprive you of hope. And when I think of St. Nectarios, I think of hope. And I'm going to share so much about this journey that I just went on in Greece because it wasn't all just fun and island hopping. There was a whole spiritual part of this that was so exciting and so inspiring and just so emotional. If you're new to the show, um, every Monday we do a chat show. So I'm talking about whatever's going on in my life or things that I've um, you know, been thinking of or applying in my life or anything that's kind of uh, going on. So that's what today is all about. And of course, I just got back from a two-week trip to Greece, and there were a lot of things that got accomplished on there on that trip, a lot of missions. Um, but first, before we get into this chat, if you haven't joined Patreon, this is a great time to join for, I think, is it $10 a month, Natasha? $10 a month. You can be a part of our monthly uh, live Zooms that we do with some of the guests from the show. So some of these people don't even do um, uh, one-on-ones with clients anymore. So it's a really special, intimate experience that you get to be a part of, and we all do it together, and it's so much fun. And as you know, we're better together. Uh, If you haven't left us a review, we live for them, and they totally keep us going. We'll leave a link for the Apple Podcasts. review in the summary of this episode. And don't forget, we have really fun merch to help you remember that you are on this healing journey because that's what we do here as a heal squad. We are healing mind, body, and soul. And in every single way, we're trying to improve our lives. Um, Also, one last thing, macy's.com backslash 
Heel Squad for my curated list of all my favorite things on Macy's. Uh, Father's Day is upon us, so uh, we'll have some really great items there for you as well. But any summer things that you need, like my cover-ups that I just wore when I was in Maui or Greece, I have all of those on there, and I think you guys will love them, and you'll love the prices. Okay, Greece. Here we go. I have canceled two trips to Greece in the last few years during COVID. And it was really sad because we have such great friends there and I really love going there. When I'm in Greece, I feel at home and I feel happy. And anyone who sees my pictures or whatever, they're always like, you're glowing. You look so happy. I'm like, I know I feel it. It's, it's just, it just is. And uh, one of the first things I did and I didn't plan it, was I had my new Greek passport because I had just become a Greek citizen. And normally I would race to post something like that. I'd be like, I'm so excited. I want to share it. But I didn't. And I don't know why, but it ended up working out perfectly because we went to the Olympic Stadium with my friend Satiris and we took a picture and I posted it there. I thought, what better place than um, than this you know historic spot to announce that I am now officially a Greek citizen. Something I've been wanting to do for a while and it kind of got derailed a couple of times while my mom was sick. It was just too hard to get all the paperwork and we had a few obstacles because my parents' marriage was never filed in Greece. My marriage wasn't filed in New York yet. There were so many different things. So there was a lot to accomplish, but I'm finally a Greek citizen. There were a couple of goals on this trip. One was my dad's bucket list party. So I've asked my parents for years, what are the things you guys want to do? Now they've had really incredible experiences because I always say they're like my American Express card. I don't leave home without them. So they've been on every talk show. They've dined with, you know, different celebrities. They've been to their parties. They've been to the Super Bowl. They've been to all these places because I always take them everywhere. But they're very simple people. And they never had anything. My mom at the end, end when she was too sick to travel, said maybe Africa. So we were trying to put something like that together and it was just too hard. But when my mom passed, I kept kind of badgering my dad. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? He's like, Maria, I just want to have a party with all my friends in Greece. Okay. And he had said that, oh gosh, when was it? Just in the last couple of months. And I said, okay, well, as Chris Jenner said, tomorrow's never promised. We got to get this done. And I hate planning travel. I can plan like work trips fine, but when it comes to vacations, it is such a challenge for me. I I get really overwhelmed by it and I don't enjoy doing it. So hence we don't go on too many trips, but I knew this was another mission. So I had to plan it. I had to put it in the books. I did. And I knew we had to do it early enough because we have a baby coming this summer. And I was like, okay, we got to get that, you know, kind of done ahead of time. So we planned it. My friend Satiris, who planned our wedding in Greece, helped me as usual. And my dad had the best time ever. I had a list of his favorite songs. We had a band, a live band performing. Um, he and I even got to sing a little bit at the end. <laughs> 
which was funny. We've been um, joking that we were going to duet to one of our favorite songs by Pascalis Terzis. And <laughs> then the moment kind of happened. And he was, you know, a few drinks in. I was just so giddy to see him so happy. So we we did end up duetting, which was funny, because when I was healing from surgery, he and I were practicing and we'd use like spoons as our microphones in the kitchen and my stitches would hurt in my abdomen singing so loud and passionately because I don't know, something about international music, especially Greek music, like your blood just kind of, I don't know, it just, it's a whole different thing than, you know, American music for me. And so we just had the best time. Now we had a little bit of a, a foil because my brother had food poisoning slash potentially some alcohol poisoning from the night before because we went to the Buzukia. Now, if you go to Greece, you've got to go to Buzukia. It's like a nightclub where you, you know, you get a table and they do bottle service and all of that. And all these Greek singers perform. It's a different kind of venue. They don't have them here. Now, Kevin is like obsessed with bringing them here because it's so much more fun. I don't enjoy going to concerts and standing up next to each other. Like, I don't know how people do it. It's not, I didn't grow up doing it. I've only been to a few concerts in my life, but it's a little awkward. But if you have a table and you have your friends and you guys are, you know, able to mix some drinks and have some cocktails, it's such a more fun experience, I think. Um, So we did that. My brother had a few too many and I think he had some food poisoning. So he was suffering the next day. And then ended up having to go to the hospital. So he missed my dad's party. But when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. 
I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiejis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Uh, he got better in time to make it on the on the trip that we went to the islands, which was good. And Kevin was an incredible caretaker. If you don't know Kevin and you haven't listened to the show before, my husband is the ultimate caretaker. So, um, yeah, he he took really good care of him. So dad's bucket list party was amazing. Everything went great. We had a lot of fun. I also had another mission. It was to see my uncle who last summer was maybe not going to make it. He's in his 90s. He's very, um, he was very sick. My dad, I flew him out to see him. I had just been diagnosed with diabetes at the time and was quietly trying to figure it all out. So I couldn't go. Um, I FaceTimed with him, you know, all the time and called him and stuff. And I just kept saying, please hang on. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. And he hung on. And we had the most beautiful time together in Athens. Um, we just sat together and talked and I started videotaping him. And I highly recommend this with people in your life, your parents, your elders, film them because there's so many things that they have to say that you will forget, that you won't hear fully and have resonate with you. So I started filming him and I was asking him things that I wanted, you know, what do you want to say to the baby? Cause he's so excited about the baby and what should she know? And what, what would you teach her? And what will you teach her? And he was getting so excited. <laughs> it was so funny. I would shut the phone off and he would be like, trava, trava, which is like, you know, take the video, take the videos. <laughs> I had to keep doing it. He was like so loving the moment of, of getting to be on camera and share his thoughts and feelings. And so I had some special time with him and my aunt uh, who was my dad's sister. And they're kind of like my grandparents because 
I didn't get to have my grandparents for very long. And so I love them so much and it was so great to see them. And, you know, in my earlier life and career, I remember um, it was really scary to take time off. And I remember when my grandmother was dying, I was on the phone with her constantly, but I was scared to leave. And when I asked, I didn't get a favorable response at some point when I kind of wanted to test the waters. And my grandmother ended up passing while I was stuck in a hospital in France. So I was working um, for an entertainment show. They dropped me off at the hospital, ditched me, left me alone. I didn't speak English. They didn't speak French. And the hospital thought I had SARS at the time. And the only two words I could understand were terminal and surgery. So I thought I was going to die, but I was going to die alone. It was Memorial Day weekend. Kevin didn't have an updated passport, couldn't get to me. It was such a crazy time. But uh, my grandmother ended up passing then, and I always regretted that I never went to see her. Now, I think this generation is is better about these things than maybe my generation. We were more scared. This generation really understands I think, um, the value of these things, but I share it in case, um, you have someone in your life that you need to go see, make the time, make the effort, do whatever it takes, because that's really all that matters in life is our connections with people and the love that we get to share and those moments. So I had, Ooh, I get teary. eyed just thinking about the exit and the goodbye, because, you know, you just leaving, you never, you think this might be the last time I get to see them. Although I did tell him I was coming back in November for the authentic marathon in Greece. And I really think I have a shot at one more visit with him. So, uh, and, and at that time, uh, who knows, maybe the baby will have to visit and get to see him too. So that was mission number two, dad's bucket list party one, seeing my uncle Nico number two, and of course my aunt and number three, uh, was celebrating with all my friends and family there, celebrating my health and what I had just gone through. When I was in the hospital, my friend Tamar flew out from the Bahamas just to be by my side the entire time. Um, it was her, my friend Rachel, my friend John, John Amaral, who's been on this show before. And we were talking about this trip. She was putting it together. And she's like, you're going to have something to look forward to. And so. I did. I looked forward to it the entire time I was healing. I was like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to have an amazing trip. I asked, um, she was like, where do you want to go? Whatever you want to do. And I said, I really want to go to Aegina. Aegina is the island that our patron saint of healing, St. Nectarios, um, spent his life on or the remainder of his life at some point. And when my mom and I both got brain tumors, I remember a lot of people saying they were going there to pray for us. And I just had this like vision of a monastery and on this island and people going there. And I'm like, I really want to go. I really want to go. My mom did get to go, which was great. My dad told me, I guess, in one of the trips they went there, but I hadn't gone and I really wanted to go and, and give thanks and, and, you know, just be, say my thanks for all of the healings that we've had because, you know, my mom 
with glioblastoma, they, they give you six to 12 months is kind of the standard. Now, there are people who live a little longer than that, but my mom got five years. She got to beat COVID and get out of the hospital where we thought that might be the end. And I remember when she was in the hospital with COVID and my dad was in the hospital with COVID at the same time. And this was at the very beginning, guys, when you really thought this was it. I remember we had already become um, fans of St. Nectarios and been to his church in West Covina here in Los Angeles. There's only a few in the country. And this one specifically has some of the relics um, of St. Nectarios and um, people go there for healing. And I was told by uh, one of my boss's wives about this church when my mom was diagnosed. And we went there, we felt an instant connection. It was beautiful. And I loved that you just saw all different kinds of people in there. And some of them were in dirty work clothes and other people were in fancier clothes. Nobody was being judged. No one was looking at each other. You know, sometimes I felt like church was really a show and it really bothered me. This church is super accepting and super loving and beautiful. And so I make a massive drive to get there <laughs> when I go, but I love it. So um, we were already um, in the St. Nectarios world, but when my mom was in the hospital, my dad was in the hospital, I did a deep dive because I couldn't sleep that night. I remember thinking this might be it, and I wanted to seek solace in, in him. And I read about his story, and he had a really, really rough journey. Uh, a lot of jealousy, a lot of slander, a lot of accusations, a lot of pain. And I remember at that point really feeling connected to him because whether you guys know or not, and I, I just had this conversation with Jessica Alba yesterday, funny enough, we all see the things, the bad things people say about us, but the whole world doesn't see everything, right? For us, they become these huge things. For you in your world, someone says something bad about you, you think everybody knows and everybody thinks these horrible things of you. It's not the case. And um, and so I just remember having gone through some really tough times and being hurt so badly by people. And when I read his story, I felt so connected. And he talked about how when he was poor, he asked for shoes. And, and he was like, God, if you could just give me a pair of shoes... Um, and then he ended up getting the shoes, but he, the part of the story was you have to ask for something very specifically. And I remembered that. And so my whole goal was number one on this trip of island hopping, I had to go to Egina and we went and I don't remember if I knew it before, but they say that the very faithful can hear him knocking in his tomb. Now, again, I don't remember if I was aware of this before or if I was at one point and forgot, but we got there and uh, the woman, Joanna, who was uh, part of the crew and was with us, once we got to his tomb said, go listen, put your ear to it. She's like, I've heard him before. And so I sat right next to his tomb and I put my ear to the, the wall of the tomb and I did. I instantly heard knocking. Knock, knock, knock. And I was like, well, that can't be it. 
because I already am hearing it. Like, you should have to work for this, I think, or at least show some patience. I don't know. And I looked to her and I said, I hear knocking. And she goes, that's it. And I just didn't believe it. And so I just kept listening and I kept hearing things. And I shifted around the tomb. So from one wall to the end. And then I went to the other side. And I just remember saying to him, I said, St. Nectarios, please, you have to make it undeniable, this, this sound, because I don't want to leave here wishy-washy on whether I heard you or not. I want to know either way if I did, because the knocking didn't feel like enough to me. So then I would have come home and be like, I think I heard him or I heard him. But then there was like that half truth in my heart where it didn't feel right. So please just make it undeniable so that I know it's you. And I was praying for, I have a couple of people I pray for every night that have cancer in my life right now that I'm asking for full healing for. And I remember hearing a huge bang and it startled me. And I just started yelling, I hear him, I hear him, I hear him. Because all of our friends were just outside of the little chapel with his tomb. And one of my friends was on the other side and apparently she had been listening at the same time and she didn't hear it. So she's like, how could she hear it? And I didn't. And she was kind of doubtful and annoyed. And then she heard it because <laughs> I stayed for more. That wasn't enough for me. I wanted to hear more. And I heard it again and she was freaking out. And it's funny, those friends, they have a boat and they've traveled all over. They've gone to every island 50 million different times, but they hadn't gone to St. Nectarius' shrine in Aegina. And they were all so moved. Everybody was moved by this experience. Um, and it was just amazing after all of these years, my mom getting so much health despite her diagnosis, both of my parents surviving COVID, me getting past this neuroendocrine tumor so quickly, and and so much more, um, even the diabetes, you know, the, the, the success I was having with that. There were so many things that I've prayed for and so much that I know is still yet to come. And I know he hears me. And I, and I said, I go, I know it's weird, but I look at you and the Virgin Mary and God and Jesus, kind of like my friends. I've got, I've got you guys in my, in my orb at all times. And I, I remember after my mom passed, at some point I was feeling so sad. And I realized I wasn't alone because I had them. I said, I know I'm not supposed to look at you guys as friends, but that's kind of how I look at you. And I don't think there's a wrong way in the spiritual world to kind of think of things, as long as you have love in your heart and um, and you believe. And so when I pray, I pray to the three of them. And, and it just was such a special experience to get to go there. I went to the church, the monastery. I got to sit in his bed where he lived and I got the chills. It was strange because it was only from the waist down that I got, oh, maybe because my, only my waist down was feeling his bed. Well, that's interesting, actually. That just kind of hit me. But when I sat in his bed, I started getting chills all the way up and down my legs. And 
it was just beautiful and special. And so for anyone who goes to Greece, whether you're Greek or not, he says, and they say, that he performs miracles for anyone who believes in him. I highly recommend it. If there's a St. Nectarios church near you, or not near you, try to get to one. He has been known to uh, perform so many miracles for people. And Natasha, I know you have some information um, on on St. Nectarios. By the way, there's also a movie, and I just finally saw it this weekend, called Man of God, that really details his unbelievably painful journey in this life where people were so jealous of him. People were slandering him and hurting him in so many ways all the way to his death. And even when he died, they were just like, he didn't matter. And of course, later you'll hear how much he mattered. But Natasha, why don't you share? Yeah, I mean, there's so so many amazing stories. Um, I know that I'd shared with you earlier, I learned that because um, only through you, actually, I have learned about him. I didn't know him about him beforehand. And I love these kind of things. Like I've traveled the world to go and visit all these little like tombs and experiences. So this is really cool. It's now on my list. Ah, I love it. <laughs> um, so when he passed away, he was just um, very anonymous. No one knew who he was or what he was, you know, what he was doing and when he was in the hospital. And a nurse just happened to accidentally place his shirt on a paralyzed patient. And with that, the paralyzed patient got up, started walk- walking, and the room just filled with this beautiful fragrance. And uh, this fragrance seems to follow him, um, which is amazing. Um, and the other thing that I loved is that 10 years after his death, they exhumed his body and his remains were completely fresh. He didn't decompose at all. And that fragrance came up again. And they repeated this three times over 50 years with the exact same result. Not amazing. So amazing. Yeah, they say if there's a fragrance coming from the grave, that that is the sign of a saint. And I was telling the priest yesterday in church, because I went back to our church here in the States, I said, I had this weird moment where I was in bed and I have my icons on my mantle and I pray there every night. And uh, actually, I'll, I'll share that on Instagram so you guys can see. But I was in bed and all of a sudden, all the windows were closed. I got this unbelievable aroma of floral scent around me. And all I could think about was that it was him. And so I asked the priest yesterday, go, am I crazy to think that? But it was my first instinct. So I have to believe in my first instinct. He goes, yeah, that that happens. I was like, oh, wow. I remember also when my mom was in the middle of her journey with brain cancer, Andre Seltzer, who's been on the show years and years ago, we have to bring him back actually, he came and did a healing session with my mom. And he's like, I see this man next to you. And he's got this black kind of hat and this big kind of cross and a beard. He basically describes St. Nectarius. My mom goes, oh, that's St. Nectarius. He's always with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Anyway, continue. So yeah, I mean, there's um, there's just so many incredible things. It took him 40 years to declare him a saint. Yeah, because it took them so many years of suffering. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, it's so hard to watch. It's so painful to watch what they did to him. It's that's that leads into the next thing is how 
like an incredible way he approached that suffering. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was accused of so many things and all he did was pray. He never tried to defend himself. He just prayed that the truth would come out and it all did. It actually all came out before his death, but it still took a while for them to um, declare him a saint and actually they, they had a huge ceremony. I forgot what they called it, but they had a big ceremony where they where they um, asked for his forgiveness. The bishop asked for his forgiveness to before they declared him a, state, a saint because they had caused so much suffering. And he was already life. passed. He had already passed, yeah. He, he had passed away um, many, many years before that. I think it was close to the time that they declared him a saint, but they did ask him for forgiveness for what they had done to him during his life. But just to even like, you know, like your instinct normally is just so much to to try and defend yourself. You try and react. You want to respond and say, no, I didn't do it. I didn't this. It's like just your innate instinct. And he was able to just respond in a beautiful way. Um, and what a lesson for all of us, right? Yeah. Because I feel like the the wicked witches of the west i always call it that because i love the wizard of oz that hurt me i never really defended myself either i just kind of just i just wanted to get away from them so i would always just escape them go somewhere else and then i encountered more and just more and more and um and and i understood when in in the movie man of god he there was a, an assistant that worked with him and he kept saying, but you're supposed to be a patriarch. You're so, you know, you're amazing. You're so holy and you deserve this and you're supposed to be there. And he was like, I just prefer the simple people and the simple life. And that's a place that I think we all kind of get to when we've been so hurt, so tortured as, and I'll say women, I think, especially we endure so much, we take so much, and then a lot of us just want to quit. And I remember wanting to quit. And I remember quitting in my heart along the way because of the pain was so much. I'm lucky that I had a partner that wouldn't really allow things to quit around me. So um, because if it was me very early on in my career, after that first incident in the hospital I mentioned earlier, I was like, I'd rather work at Dunkin' Donuts. You guys are so cruel. And this is so horrible um, to just leave somebody alone like that, 23 years old in a hospital, like by yourself. And anyway, I was like, that's it. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And that was just the beginning. <laughs> there was so many things that I would deal with along the way. But, and I thought they had extinguished my life, but they really they really didn't. They just kind of beat me up and bruised me up. And and again, I share this not because I think I'm the only one. I know so many of you listening have gone through this. I know that so many of you have been hurt. And I really encourage you to watch Man of God because it doesn't mean that we all have to react the same way. But we also don't need to always defend ourselves because we know the truth and God knows the truth. And I think when you can really f like lean into that, you can be freed a bit and eventually people figure it out. 
eventually I feel like people look and say, oh, maybe I had it wrong. I remember at one show I was at, I'll give you guys an example. They had slandered me so heavily before I even arrived. I mean, in such a deep way. I had no idea. I was so excited to go here. I was like, this is going to be amazing. And the Wicked Witch of the West at my past show made sure that I was slandered heavily at this new show. And I started working there. And a couple months in, maybe three months in, this producer pulls me aside. And she says, I gotta say, I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop with you. And it hasn't. And I don't think it's gonna. I said, what do you, what do you mean? I was like so taken aback. She's like, the things they said about you. They said you were a nightmare. You were a diva. You were horrible. You were this. You were that. And I've just seen the complete opposite. And she said, if I could make the perfect talent in a genie bottle, it would be you. Meaning, not I'm the most talented human ever, just the most, you know, a, a good person on camera to work with, like that kind of vibe. She's like, that's why you work, your office is in the opposite side of the building. So there's a building, imagine, there's like that middle part of the building, everybody goes in and like, they, um, you know, check you in. And there's the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. And there's elevator banks on both sides. And there's like, you know, 30 levels on each side. I was on the complete opposite side of my colleagues and my show. I was banned to the other side because they had so heavily slandered me and said all these horrible things. And I remember in that moment just being so just like blown away at the lengths people would go to hurt you. And I never really recovered because people still want to believe the worst in people. And I think it took to the very, very end for people to kind of be cocking their heads to the side. I call it the poodle cock because when my dogs, you know, see something, they're confused by like do that. For them to realize maybe, maybe they were wrong. Maybe that was all lies. Um, and so that's just one example of, I mean, unfortunately many, but I know what it's like to just want to retreat into your turtle shell. And I did. Um, I didn't and have not wanted to be on camera in that kind of capacity. I really like what I get to do here because it's, it's me and this is what I'm interested in and there's no one trying to squash me here or hurt me or break my spirit. Um, but I, I know what it's like for everyone to, to just want to quit and want to retreat, but we can't give them that. So A, it's important to have people in your life who are going to hold you up when you are falling down and when you are broken, helping you put the pieces together. But it is kind of claiming our power back to to have our spirituality, I think, and to have our faith that all things will be resolved in whatever timeline that is. You know, in St. Nectarius's life, it didn't happen in his life necessarily. Maybe, and I don't know everything, maybe at the very, very end. But from the movie, 
that I saw and the things I've read, even in his death, they cast him away. I know the nuns that he was working with um, all loved him. And I know there were so many people in Cairo where he was um, preaching that loved him so much and believed in him. He had people that believed in him. But unfortunately, those voices sometimes aren't strong enough to overpower the uh, the evil voices. But having a strong faith and having hope, like he said, is what will carry you through. And, and having people around you that see you. And I actually had to make a list in my phone, people who see me, because I had to remember who do I call in these moments when I'm I'm being slandered or I'm being tortured or whatever it is, people are, are spreading lies so that they can remind me of who I am. Kevin, every single day has to remind me of who I am still, just to make sure it's reinforced. Um, so I think, you know, in these days, we've gotten so caught up on Instagram and TikTok and so many things that spirituality has become kind of this like vast thing. And you know, it's not that I think that my religion is the way. I think having some, something strong is really important to guide us and to give us hope and to give us faith in these tough moments, but also in the good to keep us grounded. Because one of the things he said that I thought was interesting was when he was being told he should be a patriarch, he said something about, you know, with power, uh, oh gosh, and I'm going to kind of butcher this, comes like a, a, like almost like a cancer. And I don't want to be tested in that way because he knew that with power, things change, you change, or you can change. But if you have strong roots, uh, and I remember telling my parents that when I, they were scared to let me go to Hollywood and do all this stuff. I was like, you raised me right. Don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to hold, hold all of these values and carry through. It is possible, but that does come with a strong faith, I believe, and and strong roots. So maybe this whole conversation is to remind us, A, that we're not alone in our pain, and it is unfortunately, um, you know, a product of a universal emotion of jealousy and competition and, you know, fear on their part for wanting to hurt us and slander us and stuff. And then finding your faith and finding um, who that guide is in your life, God, Jesus, the Virgin Mary, St. Nectarios, whoever it is, um, Buddha, whatever, that is going to keep you grounded and rooted and remind you that you're not alone and that you're not walking this life alone. I always love those um, footstep paintings or pictures because, you know, you're always reminded that you're not alone, that someone's walking with you. Um, but you know, it's, it's us kind of also taking back our power. And sometimes you take back your power by just ignoring. I really believe in that. Um, and sometimes I think you have to try to set the record straight depending, um, on the situation. It is, you know, very individual. In my case, I, I tried to plead my case through representatives but it didn't help and it didn't do anything. So for me, it was always just retreat, heal, stay with good people. And now, you know, 
it, it becomes the conversation of, do you let them win? Right. Um, which is, you know, is a tough one because a lot of us will quickly turn to, well, I need my sanity and I need my, my happiness and my joy. But I think you can also, you you can have that too without retreating and quitting. Um, Kevin will be really, really good as a second part to this conversation about how not to give up your power and how not to quit and, and kind of what he's seen on this journey. But I know a lot of us women are really suffering from these things and these pains and they manifest in illness. Clearly, (laughs) if you followed my journey, uh, there's, there's a reason that all of this has happened. And part of it, you know, you can quickly fall into victimhood. I have where it's like, you know, you just are just devastated by everything that's happened. Um, but you got to find your way to claw out of it. And I do think, like I said, faith and hope are those ways. I don't know, Natasha, do you have anything to add to that or any questions? I I agree with you. And I think that having faith, and it's not, I also wanted to just go back to something you said. It's not only about at work. It could also be in your personal life. You mm-hmm. get attacked from people. Um, and just by always, like for me, I know that like living in your own truth and living day by day, like you do, people come to realize that you are the person you are. You're the person you say that you are because actions do speak louder than words. And even if those words come from somebody else, you can, um, you can reflect your own true being by who you are. And that's how you can defend yourself. Cause sometimes just using words and defending yourself, it falls on deaf ears. No one cares. Yeah. Um, so just by, you know, showing up as one does and their truth every day is probably the best way to defend yourself. Yeah, it's definitely a great way. I mean, I watched St. Nectarios do that for sure. Um, no matter what, he just kept, as Kevin would say, staying the course. And for him, it was continuing to mentor, you know, priests, you know, who wanted, or people who wanted to go into the priesthood, the nuns and building the monastery. And I mean, he was, he didn't even have a way to feed himself at one point because they wouldn't allow him to preach. And, and it's, it's a journey, you know, life isn't meant to be easy. Um, we're not, not supposed to have problems. These are the things that build character um, how you react, how you respond, how you handle things. It builds your character. It's coming to you for reasons, for growth. Um, I know for me, the health stuff has come to me so that I could help other people with their health and communicate all of these things that I get to communicate and do this show where our mission is to help people with their health. And so, but you can't, you can't, counsel, you can't advise, you can't help unless you've gone through stuff. And not that we're all supposed to be counselors or or that, but there are reasons these things are happening. And so it does go back to the tool that I've loved from Tony Robbins forever is life is happening for you, not to you. And, you know, for St. Nectarios, there was a bigger, a bigger play for him because where would we be without his healings? And so he sacrificed his mortal life for all of us in a sense and and showed this example. 
Um, so it's pretty cool. I think, uh, I think I'll probably leave that right there, but definitely check out the movie Man of God. Um, you can read about St. Nectarios online. Ask him for help. Ask him for the healing that you need or your friends or your moms or whoever. Um, he does listen. And if you are faithful, he does perform those miracles. And if you go to Greece, I know you want to go to Santorini. It was amazing. I know you probably want to go to Mykonos. It was amazing. Um, we also went to Hydra and Milos and Pados is my new favorite, by the way. Um, make a stop there and and have that connection and have that grounding and have that rooting and and have that moment maybe. And if you don't get that moment the first time, oh gosh, let's ignite some competitive spirit and come back again and try. Um, but you know, there's uh there is more than just selfies with peace signs and you know. Anyway, there's more to life than all of that and I think that we in these tough days that we are dealing with have to find our way back to our spirituality and our faith and I'm grateful for mine. I'm grateful that my parents, you know, took me to church and instilled um, that in me. And I really had to find my own way through it all too, because we didn't go to church much when I was very young because my parents were cleaning nightclubs and we had to go to work with them. But somewhere around 13, we started going every Sunday and, um, and I found my own kind of path through it. So, um, and you can make it what you want it to be. It's all up to you and what, what resonates for you. I don't read the Bible. Other people read the Bible every day. Everyone's got their own practice. Um, I pray every night. I have my icons on my mantle. I pray every night. And, um, and then I have my little postcards on there or note cards that remind me of things I want to go through, like what went well in my day and what do I want to give thanks for and gratitude to my body and um, where did I go unconscious and it really keeps you in check. So um, you can check my Instagram for that. I'll have that popped up for you guys. In the meantime, thank you for being with us on this healing journey and uh, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.